Off the ball, rugby. If England and Australia can button up their jerseys and tie their shoelaces, they're probably going to get to a semi-final on their two awful rugby teams. Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. Off the ball, breakfast. Now to uh, one of the Irish stars from Budapest, I'm delighted to say Sarah Lavin is with us. Sarah, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you? <laughs> How is the body feeling after uh, the exploits of this week? Well, it's a little bit tired. I'm not sure. We had a late one two nights ago, so I don't know. Was it the was it the twelve point six two seconds or or the night that <laughs> the Very body good. feel a little tired from? But um, yeah, we uh, few days two two or three days off training anyway to let let the body recover and rest. So um, yeah. Grateful for that. <laughs> what are what are major championships actually like? Because we we've no clue what it's like to be a sprinter, where yeah. every sinew is trained to its absolute peak for these few moments, yeah. and it's literally, yeah. as you say, twelve seconds. What what does the body like afterwards? Um, it's you know it's funny. I think people think you just walk out and go to the track. There's an hour and ten minutes followed by a thirty minute call room, so you're literally your heart rate's up sky high. You know for an hour, two hours before you actually even get to run the 12 seconds, you know. So, um, yeah, it's, it's it, like, it's a very, like, a, a championship is very, like, stressful, nervous energy. Like, there's so much happening. It's go, go, go. Um, from transport to from hotels, you know, to the meal times, everything is very regimental. And um, then, yeah, it's just very, very precise. You know, it, like, call room is something like 27 minutes. Um, and the track times are you're you're in you're out and and you get your moment and you have to absolutely rise to the occasion seize the moment because it's um, no matter what you bring to the championship you have, you only have one opportunity I guess to put it out um, in literally twelve seconds <laughs> of a time frame. How do you fake that in the months and years beforehand? That bit where your heart rate is up and it turns out you're dicing with death when you're getting transported in the little buggy to the the stadium for fear they might crash into another little buggy like they did last oh, night. Oh, you saw that last night. Oh my it was God. crazy, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I think they're making a Netflix show at the moment, so that would be good footage. Don't there's a bit of drama. Um, but yeah, it's you know I think ultimately it's it's everyone you know is is feeling the same thing and. Um, Everyone is human here, and um, yeah, it's. I guess in in training, we've never trained. We we train for that length of time. We've never trained for less than two hours at a, at a, at a given time. So the heart rate probably is up that high. Um, I guess it's just different to middle distance and long distance. We're not consistently sprinting for two hours. You know, we get to sit down in between reps. So that's where we get the bad rep of being a bit lazy as sprinters. But um, yeah, all in all, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of work. You know, it's not just do one or two sprints and head home it is um, sessions are, are quite long but th- so those sessions you're actually doing stuff where on race day for that hour and a half beforehand you're yeah. you're trying not to be distracted or, or maybe you're trying totally to be distracted like it's a it's a very different and difficult thing I suspect to you're, you have this 12.6 seconds that you're going to be at your absolute best before that mm-hmm. you don't want to waste any energy but you also need to be mentally alive to the point where okay I'm, I'm ready to go as soon as and you know after whatever the allowed time for the starting gun to go that bit yeah. I wonder how do you practice that time for that well the warm up I guess it begins with like like floor warm up activations um, and then it starts building up into sprint drills then you get into hurdle drills so you're maybe isolating your, your lead leg or your trail leg um, and then you start doing a few sprints 
um, just to get the, the, the turnover working and then um, start going out of blocks um, over one, two, three hurdles. And that's generally the warm-up for every athlete, more or less, give or take, that's here at the championship. So there's a good fight on amongst the coaches for hurdles, to be honest with you. It's it's a, it's good um, entertainment down at the warm-up track. Um, but yeah, it's that's what you're not necessarily you're physically primed, so there's no you're not conserving energy. Your body needs all this to to be ready to go out and to perform. And I think ultimately it's just the mental presence and it's being absolutely in the moment and um, not ahead of yourself or living in the past. You have to literally do everything right, right in the second. Presumably, Sarah, the pre-race rituals are very individual, but like the conversation levels between athletes, like is it a case of chatting away or keeping quiet to yourself or how do you approach it? On the day of the race or yeah. say in that hour? The, in I that guess in the, in the hour, in advance of the race specifically. In that hour, oh yeah, no, it's, there's not much conversation. <laughs> it's a very intense environment. Um, particularly the call room, you know, I think that's something that um, I, uh, somebody sitting at home would find quite entertaining because, um, yeah, it's just very intense, you know, there's no, not much chat. Um, there's a good stare off amongst a few, you know, it's it's uh, high energy, but um, I think ultimately it's being yourself as an athlete. I'm not an aggressive person, I'm not someone who would go around smacking my legs and you know it's just not in me um so I guess just being consistent with your persona um is 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 important um but yeah there's all there's all sorts that 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 you, you come across I guess yeah how long has Dervla Rourke's time been in your mind <laughs> a long 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 time oh I don't know probably since probably since yeah I started running you know I wanted to be the best Irish person to, to do what I did um, and I, when I started running I was just sprinting and, and then I became hurdling and then of course I picked the event that we had a world champion and multiple European medalists to try and, to, to try and get that uh, national record um, she was uh, like Derville is a credit to her sport and um you know, she set the bar really, really high and also gave us the belief that as Irish, we can compete with the best on the world stage. Um, and I guess Susan Smith before her, who held the record before Derville, was equally as, you know, she broke so many barriers. She made that world final um, and in the 400 hurdles. But, you know, to, to go from, say, Susan Smith to Derville and then to, to finally have it and say, you know, it's mine, it's... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful. Was there a point along the way where you weren't sure that you were going to get there in terms of that record? Um, honestly, I always believed that I would get, this, get it someday. I just didn't know um, when. Um, that's the honour, that's genuinely how I felt inside. And I think then when people were saying, you know, we're bo- we were born on the same day for Derville and myself, 13 years apart, and... It, she has the record. That record was set 13 years ago. So when, as soon as that started, people started saying that, I was like, oh, goodness, I only have a few weeks left now to get that. <laughs> so I guess there'd uh, been a wait there for a while, and it was getting heavier and heavier the past month or two. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's off. Um, and, yeah, I guess now I just need to make it equally as, di- as difficult for the next person to come along. <laughs> 
how come you're peaking at this stage of your career? What, why do you feel that you're able to do it on, you know, taking into account the fact that this is actually a World Championships, you know? Um, yeah. What, what is it that has given you the confidence and the technique and the combination of, uh, of all the things that really need to come together to produce a performance like that? I guess it's accumulation of work, of training and workload, you know. Um, in, 2000, in 2021, um, that's when I started as a full-time athlete. So before that, I was working as a physiotherapist and trying to balance everything. And since then, I've, you know, made steady progressions. You can't compete against the best in the world unless you're doing this full-time. Um, and it's not very easy for Irish athletes to always be able to do that. Um, but I've been fortunate enough in the last two years to be able to. And in 2021, I broke 13 seconds for the first time. So I went from 12.95 in 21 to 12.79 last year, finishing fifth in Munich at the European Championships to, to the 62. So, yeah, we just need to go keep that progression up now next year and then... We'll be laughing with them in Paris. <laughs> Can you feel it at twelve sixty two when you when you're running, Sarah? Like even those twelve, say twelve point nines and twelve point six twos. Like to to the normal person like myself, you know that's just three tenths of a second. But it's huge at at your level. So you can, can you feel the difference? Yeah, you, you do. Um, I guess it's just trying to get your legs to react quick enough um, to the speed of it because it's such a technical event. Um, and my speed has definitely improved this year on the flat, but it means that I'm getting thrown up. There's still only eight and a half metres be- between every hurdle, so I'm getting kind of too close, particularly towards the um, middle to the end of the race, um, where, yeah, I just, I need, I guess, improve technique and um, lift my knees because, that you know, I, I can't, it, to, to go to the next level, I just need to be a bit more precise Um also, I think my acceleration just needs a little I'm getting to a good top speed but it's more um, I need to get there a little bit earlier because the girls are getting away from me maybe you know the, be- the best girls are getting away from me between hurdle one and two and um, yeah I've, I've a year to fix that Do you run these times in training? No, you you wouldn't. You, well, we'd never. We'd. I think that's a really funny concept. That every day I go out to the track and just run over ten hurdles and get timed and then go home. It's very very different to that. Um, we work on speed. Some days speed endurance. Other days, gym. It's maybe two sessions a week. I'm going over hurdles, and one would be short hurdles, which we would kind of equate to anything from one, two, three, and then the other sessions, depending on the time of the year, could go six, nine, twelve. Um, so it's very rare I actually travel over like 10 hurdles in training but simply with the adrenaline lack of uh, competition energy noise all of that you, you just wouldn't run the times you run in training uh, in a competition at training yeah there's, there's too much at play I guess on, on the day of a, of a race right it's because um, it's funny I'd say most sports you try and replicate as much as possible the the exact uh, what's going to happen whereas with with what you're saying there it's like it's really performing in this split second but being ready to do it without having done it that much recently well you race you know I've done 42 races this year so um, yeah that was my 42nd race so you're not, it's not from lack of preparation but uh, it's not an, like it's not a, unfamiliar, I guess, on the day of a race because okay. we've come into a championship, and that's why you know throughout the season you, you improve. 
with uh, with the competition so that's what works for me anyway is um you know frequently racing but there are tend to be no competitions uh, about three weeks out from a major championship and that's where it can get a little tricky particularly if you're somebody like me who's a confidence runner who i i get my confidence from racing and um that first race then is always a little nerve-wracking when you're not sure how, how training has been. You know, you, you, you want the time, I guess, whereas when you're kind of going 10 days to the next race, you know what you did 10 days ago and you, you know you can't lose that much in 10 days so or, you know, you can only gain. Um, but, yeah, so I think it's it's as much as we're not just going over 10 hurdles, there's so much to work on in sprint hurdles. You're trying to get as tight as you can to the first hurdle, keep your lead leg bent. It's, it's a very um, technical event um, that... There's so much to work on um, that you simply would not just improve by just racing, running over 10 hurdles every day in time and yourself. You know, that's <laughs> that's just for the races. I, what's the target then, Sarah? You, you talk about this. That, that that time, I presume, gets you close, to, basically top, <clears throat> excuse me, top 12 in the world. And, and I know you'd said yourself in interviews afterwards, you'd kind of hit barrier nine quite hard, which maybe added a little yeah. bit of time. Like a lot of people suggesting, and I see a few athletics coaches suggesting online that it's a 12.5 second sort of time frame, maybe without that. Uh, like, yeah. is that is that how close you are? Is I that an Olympic was, final? I think it was joint tenth, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, take those two places. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> The, yeah, you know what? It's all these things could have, should have, would have, but you have to do it. And um, I ran quicker than I ever ran before. I'm really cross at myself <laughs> that I met that error. Um, of course, you know. Um, but ultimately, it would have taken 12:50 to make that that final. And with those mistakes, I still think it, it, it potentially might have gone into the 50s. But I don't think I would have met the semi, the, the final. Off. I would have had to run 12:49. Mm. I do believe I can do that someday. Um, but I don't think that was the race that I would have done that, if that makes sense. So, um, And then you're looking at the girls last night. You know, the, the times were so normal, 40, 43-1. Um, the, the event, and there's, you know, a Jamaican girl ran 12.60 in her heat, 12.60 in the semifinal, 12.61 last night, and she's finished fifth in the world. Um and meanwhile, I've run 62 and I wasn't there last. You know, that kind of way. It's, it's really, really fine margins and often need a little bit of luck. I think for me in the next 12 months, knowing that I've had, the, you know, a really progressive Olympic cycle from the last Games, um, I don't, it's really refreshing to know that the Olympic final is not something that's completely out of reach. And to be the first or to be an Irish woman in an Olympic sprint final in which nobody has ever done before over the one, the two, the four, the hurdles, 100 hurdles, 400 hurdles, that would be magic, you know. Um, and to think that that's a possibility is, yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Sarah, the, um, the difference in your career from going full-time to, to here has obviously been, you know, huge. Does, does the quality of performance over the last year in particular then offer better opportunities next year in terms of the races you can enter, or does that matter at all? Yeah, so it, it, when it comes to Diamond League races, you have to get invited and you have a race agent and you have to be one of the best in, in the world. I was never in a Diamond League race before this year, and I've managed to be in three um, out of this, there was four, <laughs> you know, so just four so far. And 
there's potential that I could even make the Grand League final, which is mad. But I get competing against getting into this, that this is not where I was 12 months ago. So, um, yeah, I think getting more opportunities to race in the Diamond League circus, that's obviously the top, top level. Um, would is fantastic, yeah, and I've been great, you know, lucky enough to be able to have had those lanes this year, and it probably helped coming here to have previously raced these girls. And presumably, then this is just a kind of massive shift in momentum where those invites will continue, hopefully, to come next year, and that gives you the confidence to plan exactly what your schedule will be to peak again in August yeah. in Paris. Yeah, and I think what's really nice is having that Olympic qualification, you know, Olympic queue already. Uh, can look at next year and plan. You know, it's not like you're, you're you can plan training camps, you can plan the competitions. Um, you can do it now. You can do it. You know, before we we begin back in training. You know, in 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 October when we go into that cycle again for the year. So um, yeah, that's a real privilege to have that auto queue secured. Um, and yeah, you know, it's even becoming friendly with all these girls and knowing how human everyone is, you know, and everyone makes mistakes um, and everyone, anything, especially in sprint hurdles, anything is possible because they, um, it, there's just there's 10 barriers, you know, and also there's lovely camaraderie against each other, with each other because we're not necessarily, there's 10 things in our lane. We don't really need to worry about the girl left or right to us. There's enough to worry about. The, there's a Tipperary woman that's <clears throat> worked very closely with you as well, Sarah, that, that deserves a mention. Uh, Noelle Morrissey, a former yeah. herself. How important has she been to your development? Uh, I can't. Words genuinely can't. Would not suffice what that woman has done for me on and off the track my whole life, um, and particularly in the last year. Um, the luckiest day was probably the day I met her. I credit so, so much to her. Um She's a very special person and obviously an excellent coach. Um, but, yeah, I'm so proud of her. And, um, yeah, I genuinely can't thank her enough. What does she do? In in life. Well, for you, what, what does she do for you? Oh, she's there as a person, you know. I think uh, many athlete-coach relationships is based on performance and athlete coach but to me it's the person Noelle is she is my voice of reason she's rational she is my support if she knows by looking in my eyes if I'm having a tough day or a, <laughs> or a good day um, I have no doubt that you know not many athletes make it from starting at seven and winning an under nine All-Ireland Championship to to world championships, you know, and even that world indoor final we made last year, and she's brought me that on that journey, and I'm I'm so lucky to have been able to share all that all the highs and lows in sport and in life with her. Um, she is a fantastic friend to me, and um, I know we will, our friendship will continue long after you know our performances on the track. One of the things that is is um, clear is the difference that going full-time made for you. Does, does any part of you wonder what would have happened if you'd been able to go full-time at 21, 22? Of course, yeah. Um, but I guess for me, college is always on the cards. I enjoyed school, academic. Um, I 
I'm very grateful to have the security of my physiotherapy degree now um, to be able to fall back in and potentially I might not be in the sport here at this age if I didn't have that. those years. I think it made me a round, more rounded individual those kind of <laughs> tough few years transitioning from a junior to a senior athlete and um, would I change it? Like it was tough, absolutely, but probably wouldn't change it on the overall scheme of things. There was one question I always wanted to ask sprinters uh, after a major event like this. What do you hear during the 12 and a half seconds that you're running? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely nothing. You're totally unaware. You can feel the crowd, but you don't see anything when you walk out into the track. You don't hear. You're you're concentrating at such an intense focus that... um, it's you feel energy, but you and it's just blur. You know, you're so you're just so concentrating on the um, on what what you have to do. There's only a certain amount. You've three steps in between every hurdle, and there's so you know you're not you're not thinking at all, and you're not hearing. You obviously hear the gun, right? You hear the gun, and at that moment, then it's just um, you're, you go within yourself. You don't. It's almost like all your other senses shut off. You don't hear. You don't. You can barely. You don't. You just are targeting the next hurdle. Like it's just, and it's something I can't even describe it. It's not even like you see your body is just on autopilot and um, you're just completely in the task in what you're doing. Can you feel your breath? No, no, no. There's no. It's it's almost as if like, yeah. There's there's no um, all those normal human. <laughs> Functions, it's, yeah, they're, they're, they don't necessarily come into play um, because, yeah, you're, you, you're, it's everything is within your performance and you're just expressing yourself. I guess it's you, you don't know what you hear, or see, or feel. You know, it's just you're just concentrating. Well, wow, okay, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> it's pretty amazing because, like, uh, I don't think any of us can ever really fully appreciate what it's like. And I know they're they're going to develop AI and they'll put cameras on sprinters' heads and they'll fake it all, but it's all fake. Like, it, we'll, we'll never know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, it would actually. It is going to be cool to see where they go with technology, isn't it? But um, yeah, it's not. It's 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 one of the, the few things in life that make you feel so alive than doing what you love, you know, and, and competing um, with the best in the world. It's, it's, it's uh, the stress, the highs, the, the, the lows, the relief, the how focused you are even that morning of a race when you're eating your breakfast, just being so present and within yourself, few things give you that um, in life. And, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do once I'm finished <laughs> in a few years' time. Don't think it'll be, it'll be pretty hard to find something to mimic all that, won't it? Yeah, well, there's a lot of life lessons <laughs> for everybody listening. And that one last question about the um, the team. It's like one of the best, yeah. most interesting teams we've ever had, and you're really all at the forefront of the rebirth of athletics as a sport in Ireland. And I, you know, you're not supposed to be ambassadors, and you're not supposed to care about any of that kind of stuff. But I hope you feel that there is this kind of surge of support behind you all. Oh, good. Yeah, I think it's been a really, really positive championships. Obviously, Rashida and Kira were amazing to finish fourth. And it's heartbreaking at the same time because they were in touching distance of that medal, of those medals. And it equally, it could have just been as much been them um, on their night. But, you know, I think as a team, we've come so far in the last 12 months from the, from the World Championships in Oregon. And knowing that the European 
Olympic Games, you know, like, I mean, the, the, the Olympic Games based in Europe and how accessible that is for Irish people and Irish kids to be able to come or watch or tune in. And um, I think it's going to be a really special few 12 months ahead of us. And um so proud to be a member of the team because um, so many incredible, incredible performances across the board. Yeah, well, and yours uh, right there amongst them. Congratulations, Sarah, on a brilliant week. And thanks a million for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Off the ball, breakfast. Ireland's Sports Breakfast Show.